Welcome to the Elite Foundations podcast, how to build an elite foundation physically and mentally to win at life. No theory, just real world results. Your hosts are Dr. Emil, ex-emergency doctor, entrepreneur, and health coach, and myself, Edomar, ex-Israeli special forces, jiu-jitsu black belt, and mindset expert. Hey, hey guys, and welcome to this episode of Elite Foundations. Today, Itamar is going to talk about a guy called Sam. Take it away, brother. Hey guys, so Sam had an interesting story. Sam was unique in the sense that he came to me when he was already making eight figures, and hourly he had achieved a tremendous amount of success in life, yet he still said, like, I need to get coaching. I need help with something. And the reality was that he had this desire to live up this potential, and he knew that he wasn't doing it. And it was a tricky thing for him because he was a very intelligent and very resourceful individual that he was able to get away with a lot of things and still get the external results that he wanted. But he still knew that he was well underperforming what he should be able to, someone like him should be able to. And we're going to talk today about what was able to cause that change to actually get him to be at the level that he should be. So already this is super exciting for me because what you've described, I feel, is a lot of entrepreneurs. And I think this is extra helpful because I think a lot of entrepreneurs think that making more money or having a bigger business will get that fulfillment, that next level, that reaching their potential. Whereas today we have Sam, who's already eight figures, already very successful by most measures, who is still looking for the next step. So for me, certainly that was a flag to be like, okay, it's not all about money. Money is great. Let's do it. But it's not going to achieve happiness, fulfillment, self-actualization on its own. It's very interesting that we started off and that's the first thing you say because Sam thought he wanted more external things. Like he's like, okay, I'm at eight figures now. I have a company that's making 18 million, but I should be at 35 million. And I know I'm not holding myself to a certain standard. That's what's stopping me. But in reality, like this year, I think he got to around that number with his other company as well. But he still had that kind of feeling of angst of I'm not being true to myself. I'm not really living every day at a level of output that he fully admires and that he respects. And that's really the problem is that even if he did end up getting their external results in some way, it still doesn't fill the need for him to feel like he's really being the best version of himself possible and being super proud with who he is as a person. Yeah. I mean, again, potentially a different episode, but self-actualization, fulfillment, reaching potential is a multifaceted pursuit. And money, financial gains is a very narrow part of that. And I'm all for having a shitload of money and making a shitload of money and being really, really successful. But it's just like people think if you get a six pack, you'll be happy. Like none of these things on their own will achieve happiness. You you need balance and moderation across the boards, which is really frustrating and annoying because people just want to hit things harder with a sledgehammer. Yeah, I'll say this. I look at it a bit differently, especially in this case. It wasn't that it was uh, an issue of lack of, let's call it balance or a holistic approach to his life. It's just that his kind of his gift and his curse is that he's very gifted and that he's able to get a lot yeah. away with a lot of things that a lot of behaviors that he know he isn't proud of, but still is able to achieve the goals he set out for, set out for himself at the beginning mm. of the year in all facets of life, health, wealth, relationships, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's able to achieve these goals he set out, but he still doesn't like the person he was on the way to there because he knows that he's not being his best. So he was a unique case. He was a very challenging case, honestly. So, so, so two points there, and we'll carry on after this because otherwise we'll, we'll hijack this episode. But one, to a degree, I'm projecting and I'm kind of saying what I'm kind of going through and saying like, I need more balance. I need to, you know, whatever. 
Um, but also I wonder how much, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, he's saying he's achieving everything he set out to achieve. He's, he's um, hitting all of his goals despite these negative behaviors, whatever they are. How much of it is about accepting that we're not shooting for perfection, accepting the human condition of we're not perfect and we do do negative behaviors or whatever? And, and is that the final step of the puzzle or have I just so jumped it, It's a good thought process, but we're going to go in a different direction. That's, we're going to go into that that direction is like, let's say, neighbor. And that's what this episode is going to be really about. Because it's not about accepting the imperfection, but it's actually having the humility to accept that we can't be the version that we want to be if we have these things that are getting in a way. So you're saying in a way, like, we need to accept our imperfection. I'm saying we need to be humble enough to accept that if we want to get to where we want to get to in life, we can't keep doing the same things. Some things we have to drop, and they're going to be very painful. And I think by having that yeah. humility, again, you can say it imperfection is humility. I'm saying it a different way thing but you have the humility to say if yeah. i want to get and i want to have the ultimate life and be the ultimate version of myself to be humble enough to say i can't keep doing this regardless if i get external results or not i can't keep doing this and i have to yeah. have that humility that's how i look at it I, exactly i mean i don't think these are mutually exclusive i think and i'm gonna shut up now to allow you to uh get on with the episode okay so here's the big thing and this whole process it ended up being a process of him having to accept a certain level of humility and to eliminate certain things in his life. So he was seeing a lot of these external successors despite being addicted to a video game and just massively binging on YouTube and a lot of going out that didn't serve him. And like how you said about food, that people enjoy the first bite, the second bite, and then they just mindlessly eat. He was doing the same thing with going out. He really enjoyed it for the first hour, the first two hours, and then he'd find himself at 4 a.m. and the next morning he'd be wrecked and it'll, you know, in the next couple of days he wasn't functioning optimally. And... The big, big thing with him is that he had to recognize that regardless of the fact that he's hitting his external goals, he is never going to be proud of himself if he knows that he's underserving his potential. And that was him. Again, I'm not saying this has to be for everybody. That was his. His main thing in life, he wanted to live every day with a level of output that he's super respected and admired. That was his like North Star, what he really wanted, what would make him feel amazing. And for that, he had to recognize that he can't keep doing these things. It doesn't match. It doesn't work together. Please go. I see where you're going with all this. And I, and I agree. Where am I going with this? Like you want to optimize for his North Star. You want him to, to do the things which are aligned with his potential, which is this, this, you know, being as productive as possible all day. But what if that's the wrong North Star? That's a very different question. And again, I didn't say being productive all day. That's a big difference. No, but what, what was the word that you used? His ultimate like, self. His North the star level was... of output he admired. No, no, no. You, you said... A level yeah, of output, output doesn't have to be just like, as far as productivity and work as like as the business. It could also be as far as true human connection with friends. But listen, if you're playing video games or you're watching YouTube, that's very, very surface level. Like let's call it dopamine hit. It's nothing, anything substantial that you're going to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. That makes sense. Fine. But for example, being out until four a.m. Like maybe that is okay. Maybe that is human connection. Maybe that is a part of... So again, to, maybe. to put it back as far as the food analogy, maybe also eating, you know, five whole boxes of pizza is a real enjoyment. Mm. But what if you just eat one, you know, like four slices of pizza a couple mm. times a week over with friends, not just in your home by yourself while also drinking yeah, yeah, a beer yeah. and watching TV? The same kind of thing. So it's about intentionality yes. as opposed to, like, not again, not being taken away by chimp brain yes. and just like chasing the easy dopamine of a video game or chasing the easy dopamine of you know staying out it was and yeah and the problem with sam is that 
his uh, it's called his higher level self, not his chimp brain, was so capable that he could get away with letting his chimp run amok a lot of times and still achieve certain external results. That a lot of people mm. in his circle and the outside, and again, also all their successful entrepreneurs were like, "Man, that's amazing what you've done. That's really, yeah, really yeah, cool." Yeah. And that was the problem there. There was this discrepancy that he could technically get away with it, but he didn't like how he felt about that. Yeah. And he had to make peace with the fact that that's the reality. Yeah. That he can't have both. That he's not all of a sudden going to feel amazing with himself just because he got these external results. Why? Because he has integrity is one of his highest values and things that he admires. Yeah, yeah. And so he can't let this thing run amok. He can't be playing video games and he can't be watching YouTube all day or going out until super late because that's not going to be the person he wants to be and wants to see himself as and respect himself. Does this make yeah. sense? Okay, I'm aligned. I lo- I'm aligned, yeah, Beautiful. for sure. So with him, it was really about not, because most people you can tell them very honestly, like, listen, if you go out till 4 a.m., if you get addicted to video games, if you watch YouTube, you're not going to hit your goals. So you shouldn't do that, right? Yeah, with him, that wasn't the case. That's why it was challenging because he could hit his goals. But we had to yeah. work on something different. Be like, okay, forget about external goals. Internally, what are we aiming for here? And he was like, I want to feel really good about the kind of person I am every day. To say, wow, I really smashed the day. And again, not just in business, but in social circles and family and like seeking love, all that kind of jazz. So we said, okay, if this is what you really want, you're going to have to humble up because all your adult life so far, you've been able to honestly just be arrogant and say, like without being arrogant, but kind of internally saying, I can get away with all this stuff. Because again, the external results show you that you can't. But what you're going to have to do now is you're going to have to humble up and recognize that you can't feel the way you want to feel about yourself if you keep these things in your life. And you're going to have to have the humility to say, me, Sam, with all my gifts, with all my talents, I can't do this. I can't afford to do this if I want to be happy about myself and really live the life that I want. And that was a very tough pill for him to swallow. So it's almost like he's been taught that he can get away with anything he wants. And actually, the, the big light bulb moment was that actually you can't. Yeah. Because although you can achieve these high level, surface level validations, business, whatever, that's not fundamentally it. And if you want what is fundamentally it, you need to stop playing video games. Yeah. And again, fundamentally it means what he wants for his, what he defines as happiness correct. for him. Yes. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So that's really what it was. And again, it had to come from a place of him saying, you know what, I'm going to adopt a certain level of humility. It's like, I'm. Um, I'm very high up there. I'm very gifted. A lot of people acknowledge that and all that. So I have to adopt the humility for myself. And to say that if this is what I want out of life, I have to be humble enough to recognize that I can't get away with it. I'm not good enough. Or like, I can't do all of this stuff and still produce the highest level of output that I know that I can. Because I'm human. At the end of the day, if I really want to have the life that I want, I have to humbly let go of these things. Because I can't do it all together. It doesn't work. I have to let go of video games. Why? Because I can't produce the level of output that would really make me happy with myself if I do that. I have to have the humility to recognize that. Despite external results, despite what other people in my social circle say that I'm amazing, blah, blah, blah. I have to have the humility to let go of watching YouTube until late at night and wasting my brain on it or going out. Right? Because again, I might be able to achieve external results, but I won't be able to achieve what I really want and to feel the way I really want about myself and what I'm doing and how I'm moving around in life. And he really had to embrace that from the humility. And the reason I say humility so much times is it's freeing. Like there's so much guilt sometimes. Like Sam was a bit different that he had these specific behaviors that he was doing. But a lot of times what a lot of clients have had to help them do is eliminate honestly people from their lives that were negative, 
that were holding them down. Again, this could be anywhere from family members to people in their social circles, especially old social circles. And they have to eliminate them from their lives. Now, when you just tell someone, listen, you have to cut this person out of their life, they feel terrible about it. They're like, ah, I've been more fortunate. They haven't gone as easy of a past in life than me. Or ah, I just don't feel like I should do that. That's not a nice person thing to do, right? However, if you pinpoint it from a different angle, where you're saying, listen, if this, this is where you want to get to in life, right? These are your goals. You say, yes. Like, okay, do you think logically it's feasible for you to get to these goals if you have this person in your life affecting you? And they're like, logically, that's a very, very big ask and probably not. I'm like, cool. So can you have the humility to recognize that if this is what you want, you cannot afford this? And again, I'm not saying you have to cut him out forever and you don't have to judge him, but just humbly accept that if this is where you want to get to, you can't keep doing this. You can't keep hanging out with him. You can't keep going out until 4 a.m., whatever it may be. And the moment they're able to see it from that aspect and be humble enough to recognize it, it's freeing because it doesn't induce the guilt. So yeah, I mean, the, the not inducing guilt is you know, a recurring theme here. Um, but I've also got a very kind of real life example of, of exactly that. So when I was leaving medicine, my parents, out of all their love, were terrified. And they were very negative about my new journey and new process. And if I wanted to achieve my goal, I knew that I couldn't have that negativity around me. Now, I didn't discard my parents. But for a six month period, I was just, I didn't talk to them. I didn't get into contact. I didn't really call them. I didn't make any efforts because I needed that space and bandwidth. Now I've gotten through that tough period. We're, we're more aligned. It's fine. They're my parents. I love them. They love me. Is that a similar example? Is that it? It is. So let's break this down because this could be really helpful. So when you were detaching from them in six months, you have these issues around guilt that you're like, I do love them, but they don't get me. And it was frustrating and all this kind of jazz. Were there any issues around that? So honestly, no. Um, and I'm trying to think back. For me, it was very, very clear cut. I knew that they were operating out of fear. I knew that they were operating out of their own programming and whatever else. I knew that they loved me, but I also knew very clearly that I would struggle and or fail if I didn't do this. So, and for me, that was clear cut. Yeah. So this is beautiful because you were you had that humility. That was the beautiful thing. You were you were saying I knew that I would fail if I would try to bring them on my shoulders as well. What happens with most people is. They feel like I can't, I should take everybody with me for the ride. In reality, you can't. That's not feasible. You have to let go of certain things and certain people because you can't. And you have that humility to recognize even just for these six months. Again, it's not forever, but for six months until I get stable, until I get situated in this mm. new career, I can't let them affect me. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And because you had so, that so humility is, there, you, you were able to do it. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, this is really interesting in terms of semantics and wording. And if I'm confused, maybe some other people are confused as well. So, one of my values, I'm doing your arena program right now. One of my current values is humility because I feel I have area to grow there. And I, I can't quite see how me doing that is humility and not just selfishness. Okay. Like I've kind of come around to the fact that you need to be selfish and look after yourself to be able to authentically give to others. And if I had tried to keep them in, I would have resented them. So it would have been net negative. So by being selfish for that period, I can now have a very good relationship with them and be whatever. But I, it just doesn't connect to me how that's humility. So please. So we're getting a bit sidetracked from Sam, but this is great. So I want to keep this going. So a lot of people, it's much harder to work around them and like recalibrating what selfish means and that it's okay to be selfish in certain levels. That's a process. It's an entire long process. 
However, telling somebody, listen, what if instead of trying to work around, are you selfish or are you not? You just accepted that this is not something that's feasible for you to do. And then you got humble about the fact that that's the reality and accepted it and moved with that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or is it still... To, clar- to clarify, you're saying I was, or Sam was humble enough to realize that they couldn't do it all, that they couldn't So no, no, let's go everything. back to, to you, to what you're saying now about people. Sam's okay. a different example. We're talking more about habits and character traits that he had. We'll get to that in yeah. a second, yeah. If we're talking right about, only about people right now, and you're saying, yeah. well, most people, like, they'll just be, they'll feel that selfish, right? To lock people out of their life. We can absolutely tell people it's okay to be selfish and explain to that. That's going to take a really, really long time for somebody to adopt though, to buy into. Do you agree? For most people, it takes them a while to buy into that it's okay maybe, to be selfish. Maybe I'm just a savage. Maybe I'm a savage. You are, yeah, you're different. Sure. You're different. For most people, they feel a lot of guilt about this, especially if it's people that, fine, fine. Like, that really support them or have been with them through tough times in their lives when they weren't as great and so on or whatever it may be, especially if they've been in a lower place in life and those people were there with them and they helped them up. Yeah. So for them, trying to explain to them it's okay to be selfish, man, it's going to, it's going to, you're dealing with a whole whirlwind of emotions of guilt and all that kind of stuff. So a simpler workaround for that is to say, listen, it's not about you being selfish. It's about you being humble enough to recognize that you can't get to where you want to get to if you keep dragging these people along with you. If they affect you negatively, you're not going to get there. And it's not about you being selfish. It's about being just humble enough to recognize if this is the goal that's really important for you, you can't afford to do this anymore. Mm. You can't afford to have these people around. The humility there in, in this specific case is that I realized that I didn't have infinite bandwidth and energy and that if I wanted to achieve my goal, I needed to, as you say, be selfish and, and not try and explain or take my parents on this journey. I just needed to free up the bandwidth I'll say, for the moment. I'll say this honestly, beyond bandwidth, I think you you were humble enough without recognizing it consciously, perhaps, that you didn't have enough emotional resiliency. Like uh, going into away from yeah, yeah, medicine yeah. and entrepreneurship was very emotionally taxing and also having the people that yeah, you yeah. love and you naturally want approval from telling you this is the wrong thing, that could break you. Yeah. And I think you recognize yeah. that I can't handle all this. And you have the humility to recognize I'm yeah. not going to be able to achieve what I want. And that's what it is. Yeah. That's, that's where, that's exactly it. That, that makes a lot of sense. And it was entirely unconscious. It was an unconscious knowledge that if I didn't get rid of that extra emotional load, I wouldn't be able to succeed. And for me, not succeeding was not an option. Yeah. Um, and again, and- you, are, you are much ahead of the curve on that. And that's something to recognize. It's like most people don't have that innately, like that innate understanding of it. This is why this is a concept for a lot of people. It's very eye-opening to say, you know what? If I can just, instead of me feeling bad or guilty that I'm saying these people aren't good enough or that behavior is making me bad or whatever it may be, I just say, you know what? What if I just adopted a humilistic, I don't know if that's a word, but a more humble stance. It's definitely not. not a word. (laughs) But a more humble stance in life and said that if this is where I want to get to, I have to let go of this because that's the reality. It can free me. Because all of a sudden, I'm not judging this person. I'm not saying oh, I want to let go of Jeff or David and not have them in my life anymore and cut them out because they're bad people. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that in order to get to here, yeah. I can't bring them along. I'm not, I'm not all yeah. capable, all doing, I can't do that. That's the reality. Yeah. And once they admit that and they humble up a little bit, it very much frees them. Agreed. Super interesting. And as someone who's gone the full circle, like the selfishness in the moment, sounds savage, but it is what it is, allowed me to then have a very good relationship with them afterwards instead of, for example, me failing and then resenting them for the rest of my life because I blame them for it. Yeah. So as I said, once that emotional uh, period cleared and I had the bandwidth, I could again go back to 
interacting and whatever else. And, and I think another subconscious, like emotional principle that you recognize, you did here without recognizing it is whenever I tell people, listen, you got to eliminate this person from your life. I don't tell them forever. I'm just saying just until yeah. you get to a certain point, because then you'll be strong yeah. enough where they won't pull you down. And then you guys can actually lift them up. It's like, if you actually want to yeah. help this person, you care about them for a while, you might have to let go of them because otherwise you're both going to stay yeah. at a low level. You're not going to bring yourselves up in life. And again, I don't mean this just in the business, but also as far as just being an intact individual and human being. Yeah. And, and like, just as, as a kind of extension from that, in terms of bringing people up, the way I found that works is bringing people up by example, yep. as opposed to dragging them up. And I've had many people in my life who I've tried to drag up and it's destroyed relationships and it's it's not been pleasant for anyone and they didn't improve it didn't happen yep. so fundamentally people some people need to, they're as my therapist tells me they're on their own journey and they're exactly where they need to be you can't change that you can just be around be supportive be inspirational whatever it is but for that you need to focus inwards on yourself and be there for them not trying to drag them through the same journey as you on your own terms and speed yep yeah so to kind of go back to Sam, mm -hmm. the humility here is to realize that he can't achieve his potential while doing these certain activities. And the ones we've used as examples were video games and going out. And YouTube. So, and YouTube. Now, is this as simple as like stopping those activities or was it the level of arrogance that he didn't truly believe he needed to? Was that? So it was both. At first, it was hard for him to recognize that so literally i think on our first off sam was my first eight-figure client and i was a bit honestly intimidated almost to work with him because it was literally within like the first couple months of me coaching and i didn't think i'd work with eight-figure people so fast and i remember on the first call we figured out what do you really want and he was like i really want to live at a level of output that i admire and i super respect myself and during the second and third call he kept bringing up these things that he does the youtube the video games are going out and to me just like i was like this this doesn't add up. This this can't happen. And because he was very clever, he was saying these things that I was like, no, this can't, this doesn't work. And literally the third call, I was like, listen, I, I can't help you. I'm, we're not going to work together. And it wasn't from a me trying to, I was just literally, I was like, I, I can't, I don't know how to do this. This doesn't work. This math doesn't work. You can't say this on one hand and also be doing these behaviors on the other hand. And he was shocked that that's how strongly I felt about that. And it was a process for him to recognize that like he can actually do both. It's not doesn't work. So that's the reality. You can't do both of these things. You can't have them both. So so that's the context I was missing because I thought he knew that these things were bad and was doing them anyway. And I was like, this doesn't quite add up. He, but he, he didn't thought realize. They were like eh, bad, like a little bit bad. But that's he, the thing. Yeah, but it's like you can't. That's where the humility comes. Yeah, in. and you can't say because he was saying a very black and white thing. He wants to live at a level of output that he fully admires. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah, he's not yeah. saying I want to do pretty good. But like even honestly, if he was just saying, I want to grow the company to 30 million, I'd be like, cool. If that's really your goal, I think these things are manageable. But you can't say that you want to live at a level up that you fully admire and respect and then be doing these things. That doesn't add up because now you're talking about internal things, an internal feeling, an internal sense of respect for yourself. So you can't be doing these things, which you know cause you to disrespect yourself and lose the rep. Like you lessen your reputation with yourself every time you do them. Because you know you're not the kind of person who wants to be sitting around doing four hours of YouTube or playing a video game that doesn't serve him. And he knows that he messes up his brain the next day and all that. That doesn't add up. That doesn't work. That's why you have to have the humility to recognize, I can't actually do this. So was the awareness enough 
to cause that to change or what was the process of of that happening i think the awareness was the first big key because it was a light bulb moment that all of a sudden the external success you have doesn't mean it like that much if he's going for an internal goal mm. that was a big big realization he had that wait so even if i get by and the company keeps growing and all that i won't actually be feeling proud of myself that was a big realization the process of change that was honestly just to keep digging into it and to tell him like okay like how much are these things costing you and what we would do is we would track yeah. his weeks and see his level of output and, and again not just for his business but other things that he really appreciate like love life friendships, making deep connections with people, and so on and so on. And he just saw the correlation of how much times that he would actually slip up and play video games or go out or whatever it may be, and how the rest of his scores were. He would self-grade himself. Again, it wasn't super measurable, whatever, but it was something just to give attention to. And all of a sudden, he saw this pattern. And after a while of seeing this pattern, he was like, I don't like this. And on the weeks where yeah. we also at the end of each week, we just give him a, a grade of how happy are you with yourself in life? How happy are you? One in ten. And the weeks that he was 10 were the weeks where there wasn't any YouTube involved. There wasn't any video game or going out involved to late hours. And he just started accepting it and it sunk in. Yeah. So it was step one, awareness, as in you told him maybe that this, this was what was happening. And then step two was allowing the awareness to come from within him. So giving him some sort of objective-ish data to say, for him to say internally, when I do this, this happens. So I'll say this. I think, again, Sam is a very intelligent person and he's very crafty with how he words his stuff and he can get away with a lot of, uh, for lack of a better word, bullshit with a lot of people, including himself. And so I think there was a step 1.5 there in the middle where mm. after that was awareness, he had somebody in front of him telling him, like, listen, I don't care. I'm not doing this. I'm not playing this game with you. And we're not going to work together if you do this. It's just that yeah, simple. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I don't do that. I don't play that game. It doesn't make sense what you're talking about. And, and no matter how fancy you explain this to me or how much you tell me you can still do this or it doesn't affect that or whatever it may be, I'm not playing this game. And we're going to draw a black and yeah. white line here because you're saying what you want is a black and white thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think that really was a big step for him just to have somebody that can hold him to that standard and say, this isn't, you're not doing this anymore or we're not going to work together. So, so awareness, like strong pattern interrupt bullshit filter yes. from someone he respected <laughs> and was working with paying um, because I'm sure if someone else told him that, he wouldn't have listened. Just to add on to that, one of his key values was integrity. So that was also mm. always something, a button that I pushed. That Leverage, like, yeah. Yeah, no, no, just saying like, he knows me as a person of high integrity, obviously my background and so on and so on. But whenever he would have these slippers, like, you can't say that one of your highest values is integrity and then be doing this because you don't have internal integrity. Forget about others, internal integrity here is missing. Yeah, yeah. But that was also a button that we pushed a lot. Uh, I mean... Interestingly, with coaching in general, people think coaching is super, super easy. Like coaching is about getting to know a person to the point where you know what buttons you can press in what ways to get them to achieve the behaviors that they want to, to achieve their own goals. This isn't just about following a, a template or anything like that. This is about the, the kind of the dance of human psychology between coach and, yeah. and coachee. It's also, especially in this case, it was a very tactical application of force yeah, yeah. of knowing when i need to apply force how much force i can apply in which way in order for him to, again yeah. to get the results that he wants and there yeah. were a lot of calls where we had a lot of friction between each other but it's also something that like when you talk about coaching in a general way like if you're working with a coach that's not willing to have friction with you then he doesn't really yeah. care about you he cares more so about keeping that coaching relationship going so he has to be willing i was ready at any time for sam to say you know what this i don't enjoy this anymore or whatever it may be 
because my goal wasn't just for him to enjoy it. It was for him to get the results that he really wanted, long-term enjoyment, for him to be happy in life for a long, long time. For sure. And, you know, a lot of people have said that you go in hard, but it's definitely with love. Like exactly. people can see that. And you say it's all about applying friction, but just no, to no, no, applying add force. To that, I didn't say applying friction. I, I try to apply sorry, force applying, and applying that force, can create causes exactly. friction. But and not to blow smoke up your ass, but you apply the right amount of force to cause the correct amount of friction, which which gives them enough uh, incentive to, to make change without them saying, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. Because it's very easy to go like a bull in a china yeah. shop and for people to leave and you to be like, well, they should have listened. No, no, no. As a coach, it's your responsibility to gauge that, to get to know people, to be able to apply just the right amount in just the right places to achieve the end result for the client. Yeah, what's very interesting, like we're getting a bit sidetracked, but I do think this is interesting for people listening and, and thinking about coaching from anyone, not, not us, but anyone in any field. It's like, I had somebody, he was very surprised. We were having lunch and somebody asked me, like, how much do you charge per client and so on and so on. And I told him why I have such a limited amount of clients. And that it takes a lot of bandwidth beyond the calls. I really have to strategize yeah. how their arc is going, how their progression is going, what's going on, yeah. and so on and so on. He was like, oh, I didn't know you did that. I didn't know. I thought you just showed up for the calls. And it's like, no, it's a, there's actually a very strategic approach here to when to apply force, at what level, to what yeah. gear, so that in an arc, like not just in that one call, but over the previous month or quarter, whatever it may be, they're still on the right track. And they feel safe, but they feel like this positive pressure. I mean, we could talk about the art of coaching. Maybe actually we'll do a podcast yeah, actually, on the art of coaching. But, but back to this. Um, that, well, just to add that, this is why I don't think you can coach via email. Like you can yeah. relay high level information, but if you can't get to know the client, it's not coaching. It's fucking giving it's consulting. a little bit of fee. It's, it's bullshit. I mean, it's a different, it's a different thing. Um, and yeah, there is a lot more work than just showing up on the calls. Namely, however many years of experience to get to a point where you can identify the triggers, it can identify the pressure points and know how much force to apply to create change without alienating or causing defensiveness. So yeah, I mean, again, not to blow smoke both up both our asses, but this is what we do. And this is, it, it's, it's more than just telling people yeah. information. Right. So back to the subject, <laughs> so the, the humility to eliminate. Um, I think we can kind of wrap this up. And this is how I'd like to conclude it. This is one of the hardest things to do, to cut things out, to cut out habits in your life, excuses, social commitments, i.e. people, behaviors or character traits that you've developed. Is again, like I always say this addition by subtraction, it's much easier to try to add more things on instead of to remove what's holding you back. Now, a lot of these things, you have a certain, either your ego pops up, where you say, I can do this and get away with this. And like, no, you can't. Or you feel shame or you feel guilt about leaving people behind that helped you at a certain point in life. And I think a really crafty mental workaround for that, that gets you the results. And again, like you said, we'll be able to bring those people up or be able to bring you up is to just adopt a sense of humility around it and not say, I'm not hanging around with these people because I'm better than them. It's just because if I want to get to where I want to get to, I have to be humble enough to recognize that I can't do that with these people there affecting me. And the moment you can say, you know what, I'm not good enough. I'm not that perfect to bring everybody along with me for the ride. It frees you of a lot of that guilt. And then you can really just take the actions that you need. So what I would implore you guys, again, humility to eliminate, accept humility, adopt it. It can set you free in a lot of ways. And my biggest takeaway from this episode is 
identify these things which may or may not be causing the issue and then collect data exactly like Itamar described like what are these things that you're doing and then are they affecting your movement towards your ultimate internal goal like how are they affecting your your what was it total happiness yeah overall happiness in life overall happiness and if you can see that interaction with xyz causes your overall happiness to go down or gaming or whatever that's that's hard data essentially that you've come up with yourself it's not anyone telling you that and I, for me that that is a very easy and nice way to instigate this process on your own yeah so let me leave you guys with a bit of a an exercise you can do on your own to really get through this okay so first honestly ask yourself where am i kidding myself where or with who or around what am i not willing to honestly say that if i keep doing this or being around these kind of people I won't become the person I need to be in order to achieve what I want out of life. Again, not just in business, but also in personal life, love life, all that good stuff. And you can break this down by first brainstorming what's actually holding you back. And again, do this without getting into how to resolve it or how painful it might be or how you're actually going to tell these people you're not going to hang out with them or how are you going to remove this game from your phone or whatever it may be and delete your accounts. Keep it simple. Just what's actually holding me back. Then narrow that down to your one or two biggest constraints for now. Just the one or two. Not everything. Don't try to do everything at once. And then, honestly, decide what you're going to do about it. Figure out what it's costing you. And ask yourself, what are these one or two things? How much happiness are they bringing to my overall life? How much are they detracting it? From how you said in the last episode, how much are they improving my experience of life or how much are they reducing it? And then like, decide when the day is going to come when you're going to humble up and let go of these things. Because that humility can set you free, guys. Yeah, and it's a it's a punch in the gut thinking that it's humility, which is the missing the missing piece there. Yep. Um, that you're being arrogant to cause to, to, to cause the fact that you're not achieving your goals. Um, that's awesome, man. That's that's an incredible summary of an incredible episode. Really, really enjoyed that. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about optimizing for the experience of life. To use your words, optimizing for enjoyment, which is ultimately the goal of of health and food we do this to serve us not to take up our whole lives and obsess about it. so i'll be discussing a case and we'll be talking about that that's awesome thank you for listening see you guys in the next episode bye bye